Praise the Lord. I'm Sabin Matthew, and this is a short summary on fasting and on desiring spiritual gifts. Um, this is recorded on the 23rd of August, 2020, after our church service where I preached it. Uh, the reason I'm recording is because I could not record it during the service, and uh, it was requested by some people. All right, praise the Lord. Uh, let's just pray. Abba, I'm going to record. Give me the same wisdom and grace that you gave me when I spoke so that I could do this in a manner that I want to be Give us all the wisdom to hear it and bless your name with it. Amen. Um, a lot of the points that I've taken are from an author called Sam Stones and in his book, Practicing the Power, chapter four, practicing or fa fasting for the power. Um, last week in our church, we spoke about spiritual gifts. We said that the spiritual gifts are here. So the spiritual gifts are an indication of God is here, uh, but they're not exclusively. That means if you don't have spiritual gifts, it does not mean that you don't, you're not born again, but spiritual gifts are given by God for particular people, for particular reasons, at particular times. All the gifts are equal. That means the gifts that are miraculous and the gift of service and mercy and patience and courage and boldness are equal. And we also spoke that um, it says, earnestly desire spiritual gifts. So that means we should desire it. We should ask God to give it to us as he wills. It's not, we can always desire for prophecy. We can always desire for tongues. We can always desire for one or other spiritual gift. But it's God who gives it to us. It's because God decides where and whom the gifts are to be given to. And we also have seen that these spiritual gifts are meant for all and they are to be pursued. There are times in the Bible we see spiritual gifts are given by laying of hands. Sometimes we see spiritual gifts are done by other methods. So it is not directly, but there are ways and when and how God gives and imparts spiritual gifts. But the entire purpose of spiritual gifts we saw last week was to glorify God and to show edify, build, and disciple the church. That means every member of the church will have the spiritual gifts so that they build the church. Today, we are taking the next step and saying, how do we go on once we know the thing that there are spiritual gifts and God wants to give it to us, what do we do next? And one of the things that um, this author Sam Stones and the Bible tells us is that we fast and we ask God to give uh, to us according to his will. So before we speak about fasting, um, 
or how about fasting, we need to understand the whole concept. So, fasting is an act of coming to God. It is a manner we teach our body that we want to perceive God over anything else. So, it's a pursuit. You know, um, in Jeremiah 29.13, in 1 Corinthians 28.9, Chronicles, sorry, and Psalm 14.2, I'll read one to the point. Um, Jeremiah 29.13, it says, Jeremiah 29.13, it says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Uh, in First Chronicles 28.9, that's in the Old Testament, we see that, uh, And you, Solomon, my son, know that God your father served him, uh, God of your father, and you serve him with all your heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all heart, understands every plan and thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. If you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. So, various portions that God says to pursue, to seek him. So, that's the first thing. Fasting is a manner of seeking and pursuing God. Uh, one of my friends had this beautiful example. It's a toddler, um, like a two or three-year-old, chasing his father in the park or in the outside the house or inside the house. And the father runs for a bit and the, the boy runs behind. And after some time, um, the father stops and the boy catches and says, Daddy, I caught you. Now, um, and I have a three-year-old, and you know when my son catches me, do you think I actually lost the race? No, I did not. No, it's a place where I decide to stop and let him catch me, that he be encouraged to chase me again, to have this play with me, have this relationship with me. And God is not a runner on another track that you know we are race and catch and capture, uh, unlike where the other religions look at it. But rather, God is our Father who wants us to chase Him so that we have this relationship with Him. It's not a race, it's not a competition, but it's just a way of building our relationship to help us understand, yes, we will have to come to God. Um, that's in Psalms 131, verse 1, it says, Like a weaned child, I wait before the Lord. Um, no, a weaned child does not need... Uh, like a weaned child, uh, Bible says, like a weaned child uh, in his mother's breast. Now, a weaned child does not need milk from the mother's breast. It's weaned. Now, why does he come to the mother's breast? Those who are mothers here understand, and those who are fathers here understand. Sometimes your children come to you and they just sit with you, hugging you, trying to f just get validated, get, um, get their support, get their strength from you. And this is what the Bible says. Like a weaned child by his mother's breast, so I come to your Lord. That's a verse in Psalm 131. I'll just read it to you. Verse 1. But I've calmed and quietened. Verse 2, sorry. Calmed and quietened my soul like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. And um, that is how God wants us to come to him. Um, we are not coming to God to expect um, miracles. You know, um, there are some of us 
um, who are you know, who have been walking Christian life, look at it and say, oh, I wish, you know, when I came to faith, you know, I used to pray three hours a day and sometimes just fast a few days and now I don't have that initial zeal. The thing is, that time you were a nursing baby. You had come because you, there was no other way for you to survive. You were there to drink the spiritual milk. But now you're eating the spiritual bread, so you don't need to uh, come and just go in that entire manner. You, go, you come be, not because you want this entire miraculous presence where God saved you. You know, a lot of us rely and build our faith in God based on one time when God saved us from an accident or from a disease. And this is a place that we have to realize that this thought and this encouragement of this thought and saying, you know, my testimony is God saving me from an accident is not so great because you would only think that you need the next accident so you come closer to God. No, that is a false memory that you have. That is something that we can move from and say, God save me from my sin and my shame and my lust and my greed. And we come to that place and say, yes. And once I did have that kind of relationship, now I want a newer type of relationship with God. At once I was a baby drinking milk, but now I'm 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 an adult and God has put me, grown, raised me up, and now I come to him to learn more. So uh, and now we look at fasting. So fasting, one is beneficial for us. It transforms us as a people. We so when we fast normally we tend to be nicer to people. We are driven to our purpose. Even our work gets in good thing. Like you know, if you're like learning for an examination, if you're learning uh, or working, you tend to be honest because you want to glorify God. You tend not to mess up. If you are with your siblings or your, your children, you tend not to fight because you want, or your, your spouse you tend not to fight because you want to honor God. You want to take your fasting to be a a good thing. So this cultivates in us a newer nature. It just builds us a new nature. So it's beneficial for us. So fasting is a feasting on God. It is drawing deep on His presence. It is depending on His power, is enjoying His goodness and is gazing on His beauty. Now fasting is this place we come to say God is everything that we need. Fasting stops us from all other desires. It brings us to a place that we can keep quiet. See, there are many people who uh, have heard um, fasting from uh, the freedom struggles. Like, you know, we have heard Gandhi fasted. And we were like, oh yeah, we have to fast and ask God. Well, Gandhi did not fast. He was doing a hunger strike. So what Gandhi did was, he said, I'm not going to eat till you provide me something. And many of us look at our Christian life and say, God, if you're not going to give me a good job or if you're not going to give me a spiritual gift or if you're not going to give me um, a child, I'm going to fast till that time. That is not spiritual fasting. That is hunger strike. And God is not the East Indian Company or the British government that we fast and we fight and we claim back. 
um, many people try to twist the words of the Bible and say, uh, this is how you bind the strong man. You are fasting. You are a child of God and you are adopted into God's family. That's the first thing you realize when you are in Christ. You are adopted into your family. You are the child. You are that prodigal son that came back. And God is that father who took you in. Do you think that he is going to be like, until unless you tie me up, I will keep No. God loves to give you gifts. That's why this Bible constantly says, earnestly desire spiritual gift. Ask of me anything. And in my will and accordance, I give to you. We have riches in Christ. We have riches in glory of Christ. And all things are submitted unto him that he will give you as he decides for your life. It is God who makes a decision to say what you want. I know there are childless people who want a children. There are uh, families who want to break through infinite. And all of this is not a reason to fast for. The reason to fast is to say, I want to tell my body, tell my heart, tell my mind, tell my brain that I am not strong. It is God who is strong. Many people also, you know, they call diet, they go on a diet for health reasons. They say, oh, I'm fasting. <laughs> that is not fasting. Fasting is not dieting. Dieting is good. Fasting is good. But when we are dieting, don't call it fasting. Fasting is a time we take from God. We take it and say, this is done for one purpose, and that's for God. Not that God would be pleased. Now, this is. Six points I want to talk about that. Fasting is motivated by a deep desire of God. It says, I want God more than anything here. I want God more than my food. I want God more than my drink. This is the reason why I'm fasting. Um, just looking at a quote here. In... In Psalm 63, 3 to 5, it says, verse 5, it says, You satisfy me more than the richest feast. He was saying, God, knowing you is bigger than my feast. Fasting is a place where we feast on God. There was a church in Chennai who, like, they would fast from Saturday till Sunday till the church is over and they would have a big feast uh, with biryani and stuff. It was, it should be, but then they never call, they call it the feasting event. They, the fasting and feasting would all be one. Um, because they would first feast on God. They would wait and feast on God. Um, you know, fe feasting on God is not this tiny prayer we say or the short amen or this um, hallelujah or uh, praise the Lord we just simply say. But rather taking effective time from our lives. Saying, I want to spend five minutes away from everything, focusing on God, or ten minutes. Fasting does not have to be really hard, but it has to be really sincere. In Ephesians 3 19 says, there's a beautiful verse that says, Ephesians 3 verse 19, or actually some 16 we read. 
um, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father from whom every family in heaven and earth is named, that according to the riches of glory, he may grant you, the, grant you to be strengthened with the power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and you, rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what the breadth, height, length, depth, and know the love of Christ as surpasses truth, and that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Austin calls us to be filled with the fullness of God. Imagine the God who made everything. Quite recently, I went on a, a trip to see a bit few mountains. And when you look at this verse, I would like you to also imagine, you know, when you're standing by a mountain, there's a huge height and depth and width, and you think, the God who made this is definitely bigger than all those things. <coughs> Sorry. And he wants us to be filled with his nature. He wants us to be filled with his understanding. That is where God calls us to fast. We are asking God to supply. We are asking God to search our hearts. Psalms 139, 23, 24 says, Search our hearts, O God, and know if there is any way that is wrong. Lead us to everlasting life. In John 4 32 is a story where Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman. And the woman and Jesus talk, and the woman goes back home. We know the story of the woman who had um fire husband. And after she goes, his disciples come and says, Jesus, are you not hungry? He says, My my food is in is doing the will of the Father. He Jesus says to them, Let's read that portion, John 4, 32. The disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. He said, I have food to eat that you don't know about. And the, and the disciples looked at each other and said, Has anyone bought something else for him to eat? And Jesus says, My, my food is doing the will of the Father. You know, the disciples were thinking, oh, someone brought him food and now he already ate. No, for, and that is what fasting is. Jesus did not eat anything till then. He was fasting. He was fasting and doing the work of God, of telling and sharing the good news, and working, talk, talking to the woman, bringing this woman to repentance, bringing this woman to himself. And he, so that action was also fasting when he was fasting from food. And he's saying, I'm fasting to do the Father's will. That is the purpose of fasting. So fasting is not a hunger strike or diet or something that we do, but it's primarily a desire to know God so that we do his will, to know his will, to understand who God is. Second, many people think fasting is something you do for God. Like um, there are a lot of religions in India and like Hinduism, they, um, Hinduism and Islam where the people uh, fast and say, oh, this I'm doing for God. And that is not what Christ teaches us. The Bible teaches us fasting. Fasting is not a sacrifice you do for God. Look, in, in, in Psalm 56 it says, um, God says in 12, he says, you know, look at all the animals. I made all these animals. I made them. so many things. I don't require a sacrifice. Then 
So if God made all the animals and plants and says, I don't require a sacrifice, do you think he requires our chapati and our curry? So, um, so fasting is not to show us our power. It is not to say that, oh, God, I did something for you, but it's to show us that we are weak. Even sin during time of fasting has an upper hand. We tend to fall to sin. We tend to get angry. And that is something that we have to remember. Our desire for spiritual gifts should be from a motivation to help others. And the same way our desire to fast should be a place where we say, I don't want to tell myself I'm powerful. I want to tell myself I'm weak and I need God. Every time we go hungry, we realize, like how our stomach needs food, more than that, I need God. Fasting does not say food is bad because in uh, in First uh, Timothy says that God made all food for the glory, eat for the glory of God. But he's saying more than food, God is good. He says, like I read in earlier Psalm 63, he says, you're even better than a feast is your, no, is your presence. Fasting should be done to glorify God. God sees all things. We are not fasting to boast like the Pharisees, not putting black and colors on the eyes and face and everything to look, make others say, oh, you're fasting. We're not doing that. We're not trying to be holier people. We're not trying to influence others and say, look, brother, I fasted two days. You fast one more one day or two days with me and or I fasted 40 days. No, we are doing it only to glorify God. You know, <clears throat> Gospel, I read somewhere, is one beggar telling another beggar where to find food. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Um, gospel is one beggar telling another beggar where to find food. That's all we're doing. You're a beggar. I'm a beggar. I find food and I come to you and say, hey, brother, there is food somewhere here. Go ahead. Go take the free bread. God is giving us that bread. So fasting is a place where we glorify God. We get our spiritual food. It opens our spiritual ears when we fast. We get like our mobile phones get better range. When we're fasting, we get better range in our prayer life. It's a place to shut off all the distractions and listen to God. Fasting is a weapon against spiritual warfare. We are fighting against flesh and blood. We are not fasting because we want some brother who has been hurting us to go away. We're not fasting because we want a new car. We are fasting. So that we know how to love people. We know how to share the goodness of gospel. We're fasting because we want to know how to face our difficulty. I understand there are people who are going through a lot of difficulty. And when we are going through these difficulties, we'll be like, okay, I could fast and pray. But we're not fasting to win something from God. Fasting to ask God, what is your will? How do I run with this thing? How do I take care of an aging mother or a sick child or a hard job. It makes us push, push us to God and makes us follow God and listen to God. When we are not fasting, we have so many things in our head. One says, one of part of our head says, pay the rent. One the part of the head says, pay for the car loan. Other part says, um, you need to buy this thing. Other says, you need to make food for your family. And, Fasting is a time that says, okay, you guys, all things are good. Keep quiet. I want to listen to God. And so fasting is something Jesus expects us to do. In Matthew 16, 
6, 16 to 18, he says, when you fast, he's not saying you should fast, he's saying when you fast, because Jesus is expecting us to fast. He says, don't do like the Pharisees do, and he explains how to fast. And read that in Mark 2, 20, Matthew 6, 16 to 18. Jesus decides us to fast. The last few tips when you fast. If you have never fasted before, don't go and fast for 40 days to start. Start with one day. Even in Daniel 6, 18 to 24, he said, Daniel fasted for only one night. Take it very slowly. Take away fasting can even be technology. We stop going on WhatsApp or Facebook or Instagram. There are various types of fasting. People fast three days, seven days, 14, 20, 140. It is not a race. It is a relationship. We fast. We get from God. We stop the fast. If we cannot continue and God is not going to be like, oh, you, you started a 40-day fast and you stopped when you're 10 days. So now you owe me 30 days. No. God knows us. God has adopted us. We fast to his glory, to know him, to seek him. Maybe you started with no no food in the morning and afternoon and only in the evening. And then your body got weak, your sugar went low and and you you don't think that's going to help you. Change your diet, change your fasting method. What it fasting requires is we know God. We set apart time to honor God. So why is this fasting? God says earnestly desire spiritual gift. Spiritual gifts are not something that only the prophets and apostles and pastors in the church should get. It's meant for all believers. That is why the Bible calls us all saints. So earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Earnestly ask God to pour on our lives spiritual gifts. And one of the ways we ask God is by fasting. Because when we say, God, I want prophecy, 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 and God says, no, that is not. You'll be really annoyed and irritated and sad that we didn't get prophecy. When we fast and pray, God, give me a spiritual gift. Help me grow deeper in your relationship with you. Help me understand that spiritual gifts are for the edification, building up, correction, empowering your people, your church. Help me love my church. Help me love the people around. Then, when we say, God, give me a spiritual gift, God will tell us what he'll give us. God will give us a boldness to practice it. So, thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Have a very good day. Amen.